Well, good morning, all. Uh, I'm here by myself today. Pastor Berg has a meeting at CUW with the Board of Regents. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, preserve us from all harm and danger that we, being ready in both body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish what you want done. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Job 38, 4 to 18. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? And what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said, thus far you shall come and no farther, and here shall your proud ways, waves be stayed. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, and its features stand out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare, if you know all this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is taken from Romans chapter 10, verses 5 to 17. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the gospel reading for Sunday is taken from the 14th chapter of Matthew, verses 22 to 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and Go before him to the other side, 
while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You have probably heard of the saying, whatever floats your boat. It's a way of saying, uh, do whatever you want to do. Well, today, through our reading from the gospel, we hear what Jesus wants to do, what, what floats his boat. It's his love, his care. Uh, his entire being is oriented toward us, his disciples, to all people who have ever been or ever will be. What floats Jesus' boat is you and me, and he floats your boat by coming to you and rescuing you from sin and death. And that's what's going on in our text for today. What's interesting is Jesus had, last week we heard, just showed that he is Lord of heaven and earth when he takes a few fish and some loaves of bread and feeds 5,000 people, and that's besides women and children. He shows that he's God, God himself in the flesh the creator of the heavens and the earth. And now he makes the disciples get into the boat. That starts with our, our text. And I want you to think of the boat as the church. In fact, where you sit in the church, it's called the nave, and that's uh, Latin for boat. In fact, also, when you were baptized, you were put on the boat of the church. In fact, our baptismal font has eight sides, signifying um, uh, or connecting uh, the fact that there were eight people on Noah's Ark, and through your baptism into Christ, you are put on the boat of the church. So he had the disciples get on, into the boat. And then we heard that Jesus went up the mountain to pray. Now I think about that, and I, I kind of look, push forward to today, and I think about how you know, Jesus has accomplished our salvation through his suffering, death, through his resurrection, and ascension. His ascension does not mean absence. He ascended into heaven to fill all things in heaven and on earth. And what is he doing uh, since his ascension? Well, he's doing the same thing he was doing for the disciples when he went up that mountain. He's praying, praying for us like he prayed for them. But like I said, ascension does not mean absence. He, he sees that the disciples are in trouble, so he goes out to them walking on the water. And isn't that interesting? He floats his own boat. And what I find interesting, you know, those chaotic waters of sin and death represented by the wind and the waves in our text for today, that um, 
He's not engulfed by them. He's on top of them. Sin doesn't penetrate him. He's perfect. He's conceived by the Holy Spirit. So he comes from God. He's above it all. But we are consumed with, with sin and death. And that's why he goes out to us. He went out to those disciples who were in the boat. But the boat was being tossed about by the wind and the waves. And notice when Jesus goes to them, they're in trouble. They, they see him and they're terrified because they think he's a ghost. And they cry out in fear. And notice what Jesus says, take heart, it is I. I'm God. I'm not just God. I'm God with you, Emmanuel. I'm the Christ set apart to be with you. I'm Jesus. I'm here to save you. Take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'm here for you. I love Peter because he just seems to always uh, speak first and think later. And he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come out to you, right? And Jesus says, come. And while Peter is fixing his eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, he's walking on water. He's above it, just like Jesus. But then he sees the wind and the waves and he begins to sink. And think about those wind and waves, people who let us down, people who, who hurt us, um, this fallen world in which we live, which seems to get the best of us. We, we see that and we see that we're no match for uh, a fallen humanity and, and the sin that lies within us. We, we, just, we just fall every time and, and, and Peter's consumed by it. He begins to sink, right? But here's the deal. Jesus doesn't let him go under. He doesn't allow him to sink in those, into those chaotic waters of sin and death. He doesn't allow him to be engulfed by that. He floats his boat. He re immediately, he reaches out to him and grabs hold of him, pulls him up. And I love what he says here too. He says, oh, you have little faith. It wasn't because of Peter's faith. It's because Jesus was there for him. It's because Jesus loves him. It's because, you know, what, blo fo blo what floats Jesus' boat is our salvation. And so I think about this and I think about how later on Jesus would say, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give them eternal life. No one can snatch them out of my hand. I and the Father are one. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And that's how it is. And notice what Jesus does then. He puts Peter back in the boat, back into the boat of his church. Now, you and I, we fall out of the boat all the time. And there are some who have been out of the boat for a long time. And sometimes people say to me, well, pastor, why don't we just take them off the rolls? Well, we don't do that because there's still hope. Our Lord is going after them. Our Lord continues uh, until the day we die or the day he comes again in glory to reach out to us. He wants us on his boat. What floats his boat is you being in it and me being in it. What floats his boat is us being fed with uh, the gifts of God, his forgiveness, his life, his peace, the bread of his life, his body and blood. So Jesus puts Peter back in the boat. He does the same for you and me. He puts us back in the boat. And did you catch what happened when Jesus put Peter back in the boat? The wind ceased, there was peace. Just like when Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he went to the disciples in the upper room, the wind and the waves of doubt, the wind of ways of fear, of, of death now had, 
overcome them, right? Jesus went into that upper room and said, peace be with you. When you're baptized, Jesus said, peace be with you. This Sunday, when you receive the Lord's Supper, this is my body, this is my blood, these are the words, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And you will say, like the disciples say, said, truly, Jesus, you are the Son of God. He is, and he floats your boat. He floats the boat of the church, and he floats it all the way to the other side called heaven, and he will drop us off there to live in the light of his glory forevermore. Amen. Well, kind of handled that on my own. I don't know if Pastor Berg would have had any, anything to say after that anyway, so here we go. Um, that's uh, what we'll be talking about on Sunday. I'll unpack that even more. And one of the hymns for, for Sunday is appropriately entitled, Lord, Take My Hand and Lead Me. And uh, notice where kind of fits where, where Jesus took the hand of, of Peter, doesn't let him sink under those chaotic waters of sin and death, doesn't let him sink into despair. He doesn't let that happen to you either. So uh, it's just me today, but I'll do verses one and two with Lord, take my hand and lead me. It goes like this. Lord, take my hand and lead me upon life's way. Direct, protect, and feed me from day to day. Without your grace and favor, I go astray. So take my hand, O Savior, and lead the way. Lord, when the tempest rages, I need not fear. For you, the rock of ages, are always near. Close by your side abiding, I fear no foe. For when your hand is guiding, in peace I go. And so it is. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. See you Sunday. <laughs>